A lot of people in touch with us today. Mark Rosenberg is in touch with us today. He is um, vice president of Diaspora Partnership and director of the Pre-Aliyah Department at Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh is, uh, or has launched their Aliyah-inspired virtual event. You get an opportunity to explore the possibility of moving to the state of Israel. Even during these times, even when there's no mega event, is that possible? Can one plan on moving to Israel when there's no mega event? Mark Rosenberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning to your listeners. How are you? Can one even think of moving to Israel if there's no Nefesh Benefesh mega event during the month of March? Just like we thought uh, it would be so hard to maybe stay home for this period of time, and we saw certain brachot in the reality of it, we have seen that there's an incredible silver lining that even though we can't have our our normal event with thousands of people in the New York, New Jersey area, we are seeing uh, uh, triple the engagement in that time. So we're going to have to think about whether we're actually going to have a physical program again in the future. So the answer is yes. we We can facilitate the aliyah of thousands of people despite the fact that we are not gathering in person. Well said, Mr. Rosenberg. Well said. As much as people like me miss the mega event. By the way, I don't even know if you're allowed to go into certain details, frankly, and and whatever you can't say, obviously you're not going to say on the air. But in the last few months, there have been people who've been through a lot of interesting situations to actually make their aliyah happen. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact, and again, you don't have to address this specifically, but I know for a fact that there have been some sensitive situations about families getting to Israel and establishing their lives at this time. There have been postponements and the flights. I don't have to tell you, the flights, you know, back and forth. You can never get a straight answer about who's flying and when and what airports open and when. Uh, So just as a general statement, would you agree that for those who've made Aliyah in the last few months, they have really endured a lot to make sure to uh, make this move for their family? Yes, that's actually been a very interesting twist of event. Uh, In the first nine months of this pandemic, it took us just a week or two to sort things out, and people were making Aliyah constantly. It was just ongoing, ongoing. But with the recent closure, now about six weeks ago, it really it caused the biggest obstacle. And I also think uh, one of the obstacles is the, the thirst for information and the desire to break through for people to come and visit family or, or just get here exasperated the situation of the, uh, of the bureaucracy as well. Unfortunately, there's the incident of people forging their PCR test or forging their permission to get in the country, and that only caused it to be difficult. But it, wow. it, it, the perseverance of those who, who, are, who are coming, we at Nefesh Benefesh, were able to, to create an entire flight of Aliyah just uh, two weeks ago. So we had 190 people move through, um, and it's, it's a lot of courage for each of those people who are, who are moving forward, who are, who are going to the airport knowing that they might still get a call, that the, the test that they had to do before they fly was, was positive or negative. It has definitely uh, caused a lot of angst, and, and it is our desire that it's going to end soon, and we can continue the normal flow of people coming and arriving in Ben-Gurion. Yeah, in history, uh, Jews getting to the Holy Land has not always been a smooth procedure. In fact, you've spoiled us at Nefesh Benefesh with just how smooth you've made it. But uh, if we're going to go with the norm, uh, with the average, with the mean of Jewish history, then uh, it is never easy, or or often it's not easy. Mark Rosenberg is with us. 
Aliyah Inspired is a month-long program with over 30 events where prospective Olim can meet with diverse groups of Olim from different backgrounds, ages, and experiences. These Olim will virtually welcome people into their homes as they share their Aliyah stories, challenges, and inspirations. The online seminars include a series of Making Aliyah Work panels where future Olim can hear from people in their field of work and how they've made Aliyah work for them. I mean, essentially, this is a month-long mega event. Essentially, everything that you would do in an afternoon or in a couple of days when you would visit the United States around this time of year, you basically are making this all available for a month, and people can go on and uh, essentially tailor-make their own mega event. So that, that was the idea behind it. It really was able to spread it out a little bit for people to digest. But interesting, Nachum, is that it also allows people to binge watch it as well. Right. We are seeing a, a great response in the attendance for it, but our, our, our YouTube use of the event is tripling the attendance that's on it just a few days afterwards. So people who want to wait to, uh, you know, two weeks into it are just to be able to drink up the inspiration and information as they wish, which is a really great uh, reality that's come out of this type of uh, program that we have. Yeah, and by the way, um, every time, I mean, often when you and, and other representatives of Nefesh Benefesh are on, we, we explain or you, you explain why this is a good time to consider Aliyah. For those who are now again in this transition point where, again, you know, employment might be a question mark. They might be hurting, heading in, in a certain direction and on the uh, heels of this pandemic. Uh, or if they've considered, you know, again, how working and, and socializing remotely is much more of a realistic approach because of what's happened over the last few months. Explain to everybody why now in March of 2021 is a good time uh, to consider making this move. Well, you've hinted at it, but I think it's it's much more personalized, and I think that's what's uh, so special about what we're able to do. If you were sitting in uh, Memphis right now or in Silver Spring, um, and you're like you, you really want to have a conversation with an Memphis Memphis representative, we were more inclined two years ago to say, okay, we're going to be coming in a month. Um, and that was going to be your access point to do. You always speak to someone on the phone, but to have that sit-down conversation. But we were able to really tailor-make our presentations for the large groups, of, for uh, if, they, if they want to have it, to have one-to-one -one conversation and have niche topics that are tailor-made. It was, it, it was difficult to have um, a nursing session, uh, helping nurses make Aliyah outside the New York, New Jersey area, because there's, there is such a large concentration of people there. But now... Right. The nurses who are in South Florida or if they're in Chicago, they're also be able to engage it. And that's what we're trying to do is organize these specific employment topics or these specific tax planning issues and be able to follow it up as a one-two punch to make sure that people are going to get those tailor-made questions answered. You know, it's funny. You knew this would happen in general years ago, that the best representatives for Aliyah would be those who have undertaken, you know, being Olim. But whoever thought it would be to this extent, whoever thought it would be where you'd be able to actually connect people, you don't have to fly them in to give seminars, you just connect them over Zoom or over the phone, and you have there the best representatives, I would say, uh, to uh, advise people and to guide them and to reassure them, right? People are nervous to reassure them that this is a really doable and good move. Uh, you, I, 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 yeah, yeah, it's totally true. I always tell people, you know, I'm paid to help people 
think about Israel uh, because that's my job at Nefesh Benefesh. But when you can actually see someone, whether it's from your neighborhood, uh, and we're doing a, a great session right before Yom HaTzulut with about seven different communities to connect Olim from that community back with the community so they can hear the update of what's going on. But to see some of the, some of the people you see make Aliyah tell their story and be able to ask questions really concretizes the reality of it. We're about to sit down to our Passover Seder, and I know you have your Siddharim, just in about six days, and we're about to sit down and tell our story, and we're going to revoke from the past the, the smells and sounds and taste of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And what we're trying to really do is bring a taste of those people who are sitting down to their dinner, uh, almost dinner time here in Israel, um, to give a taste of their life in Israel and bring it to people's homes. And, and that type of connection really infuses, um, infuses the Jewish people with energy and positivity. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's going to give them that extra push, the extra gasoline that's going to allow them to take that extra step yeah. in Aliyah planning. And that, <laughs> that's what we're really trying to to get to give to our audience, and I, of course, I, of course, cynically am saying that as we, as we endure in Chutzlaaretz, as we endure the three day Shabbos and Yom Tov, because now I'm restricted by my listeners from seeing from saying three day Yom Tov. It's not an acceptable term yeah. anymore. Now, now that we're going to <laughs> endure the three day Shabbos and Yom Tov, uh, it will likely lead to some uh, conversations regarding heading to Israel in the near future. I just have a feeling. What can I tell you? So it might. Well, I definitely. I de- <laughs> Definitely agree with that. I think that the, the speed of communication, I think this is one of the things I just want to add, is I, I know that uh, I always have to tell my children, this year, when, when I was in Israel in a year that started with a one, okay, and those people who came to study or visit here, and the sports, stores, the sports scores came three days later, and sometimes people set cassette tapes or aerograms back and forth. The communication back and forth was so delayed, and, and, and it, it was hard to understand. And that's why we have the whole issue of Yom Tov Shani, is like, how, how are people going to find out about you know, the, the calendar in time. Right. Our, our, speed of, our speed of communication is so much quicker, and we can connect so much faster. And I think that's what we're, we're seeing people now reconnecting with this idea, whether it's at uh, uh, earlier or later stages in their life, about the possibility and logistics of moving to Israel. And we encourage people to join us uh, in this month of inspiration and, and get inspired by Aliyah, but also get the assistance to see if you can actually make that next step forward. I remember I have a nephew in Israel who, at a certain age, I mean, as a teenager, had no clue there were there was more than one Seder outside of Israel. He had no idea. You probably have kids that don't know that, right, or don't realize. I will ask them. I will ask them. I, I would. I would bet that they don't. That's unbelievable. That's the bracha I give everybody. I give everybody a bracha that you raise children who have no clue that there's such a thing as more than one Seder, because that means that you're in Israel. Simple as that. That's my bracha. Nefesh benefesh. Very, very easy to get in touch with them. NBN.org.il. NBN.org.il. Take advantage of this incredible month. All these seminars of making Aliyah work. The month-long program that's entitled Aliyah Inspired. Aliyah Inspired. That's what the month of Nisan does. It inspires us to do what our ancestors did. To get to the Holy Land as soon as possible. 866-4-ALIYAH. 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H. NBN.org.il. NBN.org.il. When's the last time you had a second Seder? When's the last time you were outside of Israel for Pesach? Do you remember? Wow. Wow. Uh, 20 years ago. Well, 20 years ago. Where was it? In Pennsylvania? I think it was, no, Jersey, in South Jersey, probably my parents in uh, Exit 4 in Cherry Hill. Wow. Um, and I will say this to you, a lot of people, I'm sure some of your listeners hopefully will be nodding their head, they love the Second Seder. They love the opportunities to spread out the Debray Torah and to have be with their family. My brother in New Rochelle loves the three-day 
um, Shabbat Yom Tov. I like that new uh, way of phrasing it because it's more time with the family. It's more time to feel it. There's there's a lot of advantages to it, but it is really magical, as you know, to be here and to have that energy, that Eruv Hag feeling in this country. Um, I thank you for bringing me on because I get to stop my cleaning for a little bit. That that energy in this country uh, is, is really amazing, and we're thrilled to be able to share it and offer it to more and more people. Well, um, could you put those people in touch with me about liking the second Seder? I, I might, I might have some <laughs> some positive slash negative influence on them, but I think any negative influence on them would be positive, frankly. <laughs> so if you if you if you feel I could be of help, Mark, in this area, just uh, pass them my way. All right, you guys uh, like the second Seder. I also like the second Seder, folks, to an extent, but I mean, come on. The whole basis for the second Seder, doesn't it drive you crazy that we're not in Israel for Pesach? Anyway, 8664-ALIYAH-NBN.ORG.IL, NBN.ORG.IL. You were changing what they used to. What did you, I, I, I interrupted you. Say it again. So I think that one of the things from the pandemic is that people are changing what they get right, used to. Right. And the That's second Seder is what they're used to. So That's if, you're, if you're shaking things up, uh, definitely one Seder in Israel great, is a great way to do it. Yeah, I hear that. Mark, always a delight. And I know that now I have a limited role because there's no megas and there's no need. There's no need. We'll be back for anybody. We'll be back there's, in person. There's, there's nothing will replace that 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 person to person contact. It's, well, I, I, I guess I guess so. But you guys are doing a really good job getting to the people uh, directly. Nonetheless, Mr. Rosenberg, I pray that very soon you and I will reunite in the, reunite in the holy city of Jerusalem. Amen, please, God. More coming up. It is a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM.